Welcome in to the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios Overtime. Coming at you for the next two hours right here on Fan Run Radio. Jake Miller, alongside Davis Rangy, producer Matthew, and Bryson, and the smell of Cool Ranch Doritos and Red Bull. Shout out to Matthew for taking care of me before the show started. Davis is over here, mad as can be. Very unique smell. Said it was going to be the worst smell that we'd ever smelled in our lives between Doritos, Red Bull, and all the elements. All the elementals in this room. All the elementals. The 75-year-old carpet, the 75-year-old carpeted wall behind Matthew, and everything about to transpire in sports this weekend. Of course, Tennessee. Lady Vols could not get it done against UConn last night. Uh, There was some terrible officiating in the game. I think we could all agree with that if you watched it. But all in all, um, guys, Lady Vols, not good. No, it's not, uh, not good. I mean, the talent gap was just shocking. Watch on TV, and UConn didn't even have top their two top women, uh, Paige Beckers or Azzy Fudd. So had they played, it might have been a forty-point beat down. But well, it might have been because that's what it was. Because you know, everyone keeps bringing up the Kara Lawson argument. But I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken, if my research is right, that they beat the heck out of Duke. Yeah. By a lot more than what they beat us by. Well, I mean, there's still a huge talent gap. The talent gap is huge from Tennessee and Duke. Tennessee has tons of talent. That team is loaded. Um, but still, compared to UConn, it just still shows. And, you know, the main thing about Kelly Harper's tenure here has been about turnovers and sloppy defense. And if you go watch a practice, I mean, it's pretty evident they don't really work on it. Um, and I, I don't know, man. I think uh, – if you're okay with just this mediocre level of never getting back to what it was under Pat Summit, obviously it'll never be that great, but you've yet to have a Final Four since she's uh, stepped down from coaching and passed away. But, yeah, you got to make a move eventually. And if it was to come down to that, I trust Danny White to make a decision because another factor you got to look into it, Philip Fulmer was a big factor of hiring Kelly Harper. He was involved in that process. And, I mean, we can all be honest here, Philip Fulmer did not care who the women's basketball coach was going to be. No, he never did. And – you know, you mentioned bringing the program back to what it was. You know, it's kind of like the Chicago Bulls. They've never got back to that level of greatness that they had under Michael Jordan. You know, the Boston Celtics, the Los Angeles Lakers, they have been able to bring those programs back up to what they once were time and time again. And, you know, it can be done. Yeah. Tennessee football, you know, at one point we were a dominant team in college football. Now we're starting to get back to that if we can keep it rolling. Speaking of. And you got to go, like, it doesn't necessarily have to be inside the Lady Vol tree. It doesn't have to be a Pat Summit descendant. Like, you don't have to hire Holly Warlick or Kelly Harper. I mean, you look at Kim Mulkey and LSU. They were in terrible shape before she got there. This is her second year, and they're 46-6 and all-time with her there in two seasons. And they're currently, like, 20-0 and and top four in the country. So, I mean, it just comes to show you got a good coach. I mean, you can turn around quick. It doesn't have to be in the Lady Vol. I mean, you talked about uh, the Chicago Bulls. I think I think it first starts with they have never had a coach anywhere that compares to Phil Jackson. No, I mean, you had Thibodeau, who's the best coach probably to never win a championship, in this era at least. Yeah, probably. I mean, it starts with the coach. I mean, you, I mean, you have to look at how good Phil Jackson was as a head coach, but also the players. I mean, mm-hmm. Tennessee definitely has – Tennessee Lady Vols definitely have the players. It's the coaching where that is the question. I uh, they got talent for sure, but just the talent gap between us and UConn last night was, like, glaring. I mean, that little Lopez girl, I, she shot, like, 11 for 15. I don't think she missed in the second half. 
That so, was pretty yeah, alarming. I think they that, had two people over 20. But that comes down to coaching, man. Like, you've got to make an adjustment. If this girl's killing, you got to do everything you can in your power to try to adjust and get the ball out of her hands and, you know, ultimately it never happened. That it did not. Let's go right to the Big Orange Phillies phone lines already stacking up. Martin is first. What do you say, Martin? How you doing tonight, Jake? Pretty good, Martin. I got some news on the Lady Vols for you. What you got? They need to go. They need to finish in third place in the SEC. And I think you got a good chance of doing that. Mm-hmm. And they got to go to the Sweet 16, but Russell said they would keep Kelly J. Harper for one more year. Yeah. But you know what Kelly J. Harper's already done in the recruiting trail? I mean, she's like what you just said, Martin. I mean, the talent's there. She has the number yeah. one girl in, what, the eighth grade class, Martin? Mm-hmm. Number one girl in eighth grade class and got a 25 commitment already. Right. But I think she'll hit – what I think she'll do, boys – is uh, I think she's going to hit the transfer market real strong. She's been doing that though, Martin. I mean, that I don't, I know she probably. Uh, I ain't disagreeing with you. I know they got talent. Right. Well, they got two first round draft picks in the WNBA draft. And one of those was a Holly recruit, Jordan Horson. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, what do you what do you guys think you'll do with her? I mean, I kind of agree with what you said the other day, Martin. I mean, you almost have to give her one more year to make it right. And if there's not any progress made, then you might have to go in another direction. You know, Russell is big on Kara Lawson. I think a lot of people are big on Kara Lawson. And, of course, she played here. She was an analyst for a while. She was on the bench for the Boston Celtics. And, I mean, she knows basketball. We all know that. Kara Lawson knows basketball. But who's going to get you back to that elite level where you once were? Unless it just completely ravels down the stretch and they lose like 90% of their game. I mean, they got the second toughest schedule remaining in women's basketball. So, unless it, I think I agree with Jake, they're going to give her one more year because Holly begged for one more year. But, um, Russell, uh, Russell said they went over five with playing yeah. ranked teams this year so far. Yeah, they haven't beaten anybody worth, uh, anything. That's why they're not ranked, they don't have a resume. Yes, and I just hope she gets to stay. But uh, I told Russell before the season started, I said, Russell, I said, this team's got enough talent to make it to Elite Eight. And to be honest with you boys, you asked me, I'm going to tell you something. What you got? I don't believe your troubles, Kelly Jolly Harper. Really? I don't believe it is. You, you know what I think it is? What's that? When she had to sit them players down at the start of the year and bring in her own start, new starting lineup. So you think I there's a little bit of a divide? going on between the team. So you think there's a divide in the locker room? That's what I'm saying. Uh, I mean, it's pretty evident. Uh, you're, you're pretty spot on, Martin. It could be. And you can't get past locker room drama. Like, and, that's, and that's with men, that's with women, that's every sport. If there's locker room drama, it's going to spill out over onto the floor. And and you, I'm going to tell you this and let you go. Okay. You know yourself that Kelly had to set them players at the first of the year and have her own starting lineup out there. And you know what she told uh, Brian Rice? What's that? She said, me and these players right here do just fine. 
the fight she started. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, Martin. He is. sort of hinted towards it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, you got players like uh, Caroline Striplin and Tess. I mean, they're obviously not the most talented girls out there, but they're going to try their hardest. And, you know, they always listen to the coach and do whatever they say. And those are the type of girls you need if you're going to try to return a program. They don't have to be the most talented, but they got to do everything the coach says and not cause any divide in the locker room and try to get the program back on track. I really probably that's the reason, Jake. I believe you're right, Martin. All right, thank you, buddy. Appreciate you, Martin. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Let's keep it rolling. Fake Bob is next. What do you say, Fake Bob? What's up, fellas? Not a lot, man. So, um, last night, that game, like, I'm with Davis, the talent was just, for UConn, you take those two injured players that didn't even play, and you could probably say all five of their starters are going to be playing in the WNBA here in a year or two. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, that's... That became very evident down the stretch. You know, Tennessee pulled within, I think, six at one point, maybe even yeah, closer than that. Four at halftime. Exactly. But, I mean, there down the stretch, it was very evident how big the talent gap was. And the strength and conditioning also, I'll throw in there, fake Bob. They We look slow and kind of fat and Just gassed. Yep. I mean, that's the thing. Lethargic is a good word. Yep. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I mean, they just look faster, stronger, more physical. And, I mean, even times – they just look fluent on offense. There, it seems like there's times on the Lady Vols they'll just give the ball to Rakia Jackson or uh, Horston, and everybody else is just standing around and they just go one on one. Yep, and there's uh, no movement or nothing like that. Yeah, in the first year Kelly was here, I really liked this. Uh, coach Tyler was his name. He actually went and he's the head coach or head strength coach at St. John's now for men's, but he really pushed those girls, and I think. That was when they were the most in shape. And now this new guy, you know, he's a nice guy, but I don't know if he gets them over the hump like that. And, you know, the crazy thing is they do practice a lot of offense and practice, so I don't really know what – I don't really know what the issue is, but they've got plenty of offensive plays and sets. Yeah, it just – first time I really kind of just sit down and watched them the whole game last night, it was just – and to – outside Test Darby, it looks like they don't have anybody that's uh, – consistent shooter outside the paint really um, i mean maybe sarah puckett can shoot it a little bit but she's not as consistent as tess no so hopefully she can start some, getting some girls in there and if not then they'll blow her out i mean danny white's not tied to wasn't tied to the lady balls or tennessee like other athletic directors was and that'd be interesting to see what direction they would go in if they didn't make the change. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing um, is, you know, what direction do you go? I mean, like we just spoke with Martin about, you know, there's Carol Lawson, but, you know, is she going to be able to get you over that hump? I mean, she's doing well at Duke, which is not an elite women's basketball program. It's not a blue blood women's program, but it's still Duke. Well, and then I know a lot of people were saying, go throw the money at Don Staley, but – uh, she's not going to leave South Carolina, and I mean, she's already making three million dollars, and that's big for like a woman's coach. So you would have to throw probably five at her just to get her. To and they're not going to throw that at a women's coach here. No, no. I don't no. think I don't think Don Staley, Kim Mulkey, Gino, or uh, the Stanford coach Bar- Vanderveer, whatever her name is, you're not getting any of those girls. No, the ladies. No, you call Gino no, a lady. So. <laughs> yeah, he is pretty much. 
But yeah, on the way out about tomorrow, the men's team. Uh, who is y'all's go-to player? I know I'm going to probably put my foot in my mouth and regret it, but I think Pumwall going to have another breakout game for some reason. I just got a weird feeling, and uh, Matthew, you don't have to suck up to Jake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, once again, thank you for the Red Bull and the Doritos. I'm sure Davis really appreciates my putrid breath right now. Thanks, man. Yeah, no problem, man. Let's, uh... Let's keep it rolling, man. <laughs> Phil is next. What do you say, Philly? Jake the Snake. Phil from the Drunk Tank. How you in the boys doing? Pretty good. I got my Doritos and my Red Bull in me. I'm all good to go. You got Aussie? You got Davis? I mean, what more do you need? Well, I got this really sharp-minded basketball guy, Bryson, next to me as well. Okay. Put Bryson on there, too. Cool. Yeah. We got basketball experts on this show, Phil. That's a far cry for three o'clock, you know what? I mean, you said it, not me, but it's the truth. Oh, <laughs> honestly, guys, I mean, uh, Holly Jolly reminds me of Buzz Peterson. I mean, it's getting real. That was bad, Phil. That was a Man, bad era of basketball. Good looking, can't coach a lick. I mean, Phil, you're not wrong there. I can remember the Campbell game when Buzz Peterson was here. I think it might have been 2003. And granted, it snowed that day, but I remember only 900 people being in attendance for that game because that's the kind of slop that was on the floor. Were you there? Yes. Well, shows how dumb you are, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever bought the tickets, anyway. Guys, you, this is a mess. Fulmer has, uh, you know, hiring her. That was a, you know, he could have had, he could have pick his litter some people to turn the program around and didn't do it. Made the safe hire, you know, and look what you got. See, he he hired Pruitt and he hired her. Are those the only two hires that he made? A major yeah, I think sports, he hired yeah. the, the volleyball coach. Yeah. I mean, that just – he was never in this to actually make the program better. No. Uh, you know why the reason he's in, in there. Oh, yeah, to try to save his image, and he made it worse. Hmm. Yeah. What do y'all think is going to happen tomorrow? Well, Phil, we're a seven-point favorite, but I don't trust the spreads anymore when it comes to top ten matchups or big matchups like this, especially on Saturday games. I don't know what to expect. I don't know who's going to be the impact player, and I don't know which team is going to show up. I don't know if we're going to be able to get the ball inside like we did the other night. That seemed to work pretty well. but I actually feel okay about it, but I agree with Jake. You're not going to be able to pound it inside like you did against Georgia, but you got to be able to hit some shots tomorrow because you go into the game tomorrow like you did against Kentucky and shoot, what, three for 22 or whatever it was, you're not winning that game. 14%. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, Tennessee held Kentucky to, uh, you know, reasonable battle points, but they got out-rebounded and then couldn't hit a shot. I mean, it's like that close. Uro, she was very good on the offensive side of the ball, but could not rebound on the defensive side to save his life. I mean, we held yeah. we held Kentucky to thirty five percent from the field and thirty one percent from three, and only sixty three points, and we still lost. So, well, that's what happens about every ten games. We have one of those stinkers. Yep, that's just how it's going to be. And you know, we should really take advantage of this field. I mean, we're in the worst year of college basketball since I couldn't tell you when, hmm. and we need to take advantage of it. And wow. Uh, Real quick, Phil, we got out-rebounded 39-21 to against Kentucky. Jeez. It's almost double. Yeah, almost doubled. Every game we've lost, we've been out-rebounded. Hmm. 
Yeah, and every game we've lost, we've uh, probably shot below 20% of the three-point line. I actually think that's well, I think that's right. Arizona, we shot 30%. Probably, 30, probably below 30%. Well, we, we played a pretty good game at Arizona, even though yeah. we got beat. Yeah, uh, agreed. We shot a uh, – Arizona's a good team. Shot yeah, 27% from three against Colorado, so. Yeah. So, I mean, and the thing is, like, Arizona's not a bad team. We played them pretty well. Arizona's a good team. Yeah. And we got screwed, I would argue, by the refs well, down yeah. the stretch. Yeah, we played Kentucky and got screwed at our own gym. I see. I, I mean, of course, we didn't play good enough to win, in all honesty. I mean, we deserved to lose. We played awful. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is that was that was not a good shooting performance. We couldn't rebound the ball. Shibway did whatever he wanted to and more down low. That's yeah. why we lost that game. Then you had C.J. Well, Frederick. Play. I mean, he was throwing up the ball and making whatever he threw up. Mm-hmm. I think the key, Texas is not as good as Kentucky inside, so I I, I think we got to contain their guards, uh, Texas' guards. If you can do that, you you got a pretty good shot. I'll say that much. Uh, Marcus Carr averages 18 a game, right? Yeah, yeah. correct. Yes. And who's going to guard Marcus Carr? Scovey or Zakai, one of the two. It needs to be Vescovy. Well, I hope we can do it. Uh, I'm really surprised we're a seven-point favorite. Uh, It's amazing to me. I figured it'd be like a three-point, and you get three points for being at home. I guess technically we're – Four point. If yep. it were a neutral court, it, we would be a four-point favorite. Do we know what the spread was last year when we went down there? I think we were an underdog by two and a half. <clears throat> well, that's a game Texas score for six minutes and still won, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah 51-52 final. That was yeah. a terrible game to watch. Yeah, Timmy Allen is on this team. When was he up before? Texas Tech. Yeah, he's at Texas Tech. Beard. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they have mm. four players that average above ten points a game. Well, they followed him to Texas Go follow him to the house. Well, I'm interested to see. Uh, what do y'all think? Do uh, you think the SEC will fare well in this uh, challenge? I, I, think, I, I think. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. think so. Yeah, I, don't I, I really don't. <laughs> well, I think uh, Kentucky. I think Kentucky will beat Kansas uh, I tomorrow. How to do? I, think, I yeah, agree. With I, that. Agree I think with Alabama's well. going to beat her. They playing out there. So that's three wins right there. I think but they, Pearl win, that's four. So all you got to do is win one more and you go 500 with them. With, with, with the far superior league that everybody says how great it is. You know, it's a good, real good basketball league, but it's just like the Big Ten of football, it's overrated. You're not wrong there, Phil. And we were having this discussion yesterday, Phil. Who do you think is the best conference in college basketball this year? Because the ACC is terrible. Like we're used to just saying, oh, well, the ACC, they got Duke and North Carolina. And then occasionally they'll have another school. Virginia. Yeah, Virginia. Florida State. And they're awful this year. They're terrible. Yeah, it seems ridiculously bad. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of bad college basketball out there this year. Uh, uh, I guess you could say the Big 12 is the best basketball conference, but is the Big 10 better than the SEC? I think you can make an argument for the Big East being one of the best. Huh. Top to the bottom. Big East? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the Big East is a great conference. I mean, UConn is seventh in that conference, and they're ranked 19th in the country. Wow. It's yeah, about like, they got Georgetown, man. How bad are they? 
Well, Six, I think they've won. One and nine. <laughs> Six and 15 on the year. Yep. Yeah, and you got the uh, well, the guy from Ohio State's coaching that Butler. was good. Yeah, Butler. They're no good, are they? 11 and 11 this year. Three and eight in conference. Well, it all work itself out. I mean, Tennessee's ranked in the top ten, but I, I, I just don't see how we're a number one seed. I mean, are we that good or not? I don't know. Do you? I mean, we're not good. We're the beneficiary of a bad year of basketball. Yeah, but if we just had one one great, more great player at guard, we, we'd be we could be we could go to final four. We'd be undefeated right now. A Tyrese Hunter. We'd be undefeated. Or even that guy that uh, went uh, stayed at St. Louis. A Yuri Collins. Yuri Collins would have yeah, been a Yuri, great one. Yuri Collins would have been the one. I think if we had a halfway decent forward, we'd be, you know. You mean like a big man? Yeah. Okay. Well, we say four. Well, I wish I could uh, talk like down under. I'd really, I'd really get the women then, you know. <laughs> <laughs> if Phil talked like Matthew, he'd get the women. Sure. <laughs> Add Debbie Riz, man. Yeah, Debbie, oh, Debbie man. Riz by Phil. Stay with us. Overtime continues. More Fan Run Radio on the way. Welcome back. Overtime continues. Guys, stop buying fake jerseys. You're going to look like that fool in that South Carolina jersey that tried to troll me on Twitter. And you're going to look like this person on the Vol for Life Facebook group that has bought a custom baseball jersey. Maui Ahunia's jersey, by the way, but they have used the Colts number font on this jersey, which looks nothing like what we wear. Yeah, I've stop. seen some bad fake jerseys. Yeah, stop buying fake jerseys, people. Probably the real thing. Yeah, don't try to make your own at home. It's a, uh, it's less trouble just to go buy one from Fall Shop or wherever. Spend the extra twenty dollars on a real jersey, not one of the fanatics branded. Yeah, it's, it's buy a real jersey, simple. Looking at you, Coach Vitello. Let's get back to the phones. TJ, the Kentucky fan, is next. What do you say, Teach? Hey, what's up, Bud? Uh, out here in Arizona doing some work this week. But you're talking about some bad jerseys. I saw a, a bad hat one time. It was uh, a U.K. logo on the front, but on a red hat with a Louisville Cardinal on the back. It was awful. Why in the world would somebody put that on the market? I don't know, and it's – I don't know. It had to have been from China. had to have been. Well, and, you know, one of the things – like I'll caveat to this, is like Casey Clawson's dad for the 2001 SEC championship game. Casey played at Tennessee, and at the time, Rick played at LSU. And it was split down the middle, half Tennessee, half LSU. That's the only exception to that rule. You know, I'm, speaking of him, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole because it was months ago. How do Tennessee fans feel about him? Because I, I saw where he was just going off on Twitter every game. And I, I saw some of the fans, the Tennessee fans, not liking what he had to say, blaming him for the jinx, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, is he, is he still in good grace with the Tennessee faithful? I mean, I love Casey Clausen. Nothing bad to say about okay, him. Okay, I 
I just didn't know. Um, speaking of tomorrow, how do you guys feel about Texas? Are uh, y'all confident? You're a little nervous? I mean, it's a big game, so what? Whatever happens, happens. How do y'all feel? I'm just kind of meh. I mean, I'll be honest with you, TJ. I mean, this team has not given me a reason, you know, much like the football team, or excuse me, aside from the football team, you know, to be confident because it felt like with this football team we had in the fall, it really felt like we could go out every Saturday and win the damn ball game. And with this basketball team, it's like we had, we know they had the ability to do it. We know they have the talent. We know that they should be able to go in and win by 20 to 30 points every single game. But for whatever reason, every – I guess tenth game. Phil said they just hit this god awful shooting slump, and you can never get out of it. I think I think we'll win. I'm a little nervous, but I mean, speaking of Kentucky, this is the only second time in TBA's 36 years that we've had a top 10 matchup. Kentucky was the last one in 2019, and that game just had so much more hype than this one. It just uh, kind of the whole theme this year is just can't compare it to Grant and Admiral. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, look at Kentucky, Kansas tomorrow. <laughs> I'm confident in the way that we've been playing since the South Carolina loss, but I don't like Kansas being on a three-game losing streak. You need to catch up with a long time, you're saying? Yeah. Well, Bill Self has never lost four games in a row in his career. Oof. Oh, that's a, so, that's a stat. Take it for what it's worth. But it does, it does remind me of the 2014 season – with the Harrison Twins after they lost at South Carolina when Calipari got ejected, and then they ended up going to the championship game that year as an eighth seed against the seventh seed UConn. I'm not saying, but I can see, once again, a fifth seed playing a seventh seed for a national championship. I can just see it this year. This year's just been weird. It has. And, you know, that was a weird year as well because of all years you know you might get one eight seed in the final four you might get a five seed or whatever and to see an eight and a seven playing for the national title that was one of the weirdest ncaa tournaments i think i've ever watched oh it was absolutely i was in i was away uh for work watching the games in the hotel i'm sure the parties below me and the parties me hated for that those couple weeks but um man that was that was a fun year. Uh, I look forward to finishing this year out, and hopefully the SEC can wolf up on the Big Twelve because next year it's the SEC and the ACC. Y'all have a good one. Appreciate the phone call, TJ. Hmm. Yeah, that's an interesting stat about Bill Self. I did not know that. I appreciate that, TJ. Yeah, I, I still think Kentucky's going to win tomorrow night. Um, kind of with Phil on that one, but you know, I don't know. I'm a little surprised that Kentucky's favored by a point and a half. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, we talked about it last night, I think, but, like, the Big 12 is just so cutthroat, and that's a big reason why Kansas lost three straight. You're always playing a good opponent when you're in the Big 12. And, you know, their last three games have been uh, at Kansas State. They lost by one. TCU, that's when they got run out in their own home floor. And then at Baylor Monday night, they lost by six. Hmm. All uh, top twenty teams. I mean, it's a very good conference, top to bottom. This is a cut, absolute cutthroat. After Kentucky, they go play Kansas State at home. Kansas State number five, go on the road to Iowa State number twelve, and they play Texas at home. Man, so talk about a seven that game is stretch. A, that is a gauntlet. Top, that is a yeah. That's the correct. That's a gauntlet. Seven game stretch of just hell. Yeah, 
I mean, it doesn't get much tougher than that. Well, I would say I would ask what our next, like, four games are, but I know our last three games have just been slop. Yeah, abysmal. Our next four are at Florida, home versus Auburn, at Vandy, and at home versus Missouri. Should go three and one during that stretch. Yeah, I would say four and zero. I'd say four and zero. Should should go four and zero, but I can yeah. see us dropping. I can Auburn. see Bruce beating us. Yeah, yeah. But, I can um, see a Missouri team beating us. You need to go four and zero in that stretch because then we have our own gauntlet: Alabama at home Wednesday night, <sighs> at Kentucky Saturday, and then at Texas A and M that Tuesday. So in the span of six days, you're playing three tough conference games. Damn, that's all you can say about that. Yep, like Ron Simmons <laughs> on the APA. Damn! <laughs> Alabama got a lucky draw. I mean, Oklahoma, that should be a cakewalk for them tomorrow. Blake Griffin ain't walking through the door. Who plays Baylor, Who plays Baylor tomorrow? Um, it's, not, it's not Auburn, is Arkansas. it? Arkansas. Arkansas. Yeah. At Baylor, right? Yeah, at Baylor. Mm-hmm. Four o'clock. So who are we getting in the ACC draw? Um, this year? Next year. Oh. Well, I'm going to tell you they're gonna do a kentucky versus either duke and north carolina it's probably kentucky and duke, duke. and then we might get north carolina yeah we, yeah, we might get unc because we you know we had that series with them that home and home yeah two great games very good games yep. those were fantastic games or i could see if alabama keeps doing what they're doing next year i can see them getting unc uh, i think you got tennessee unc just because the fact jake just said you had a home and home and that was a great two awesome games um I guess Alabama would get probably like Virginia or somebody. Yeah, Clemson maybe. I have no Clemson's idea. A, Clemson's on the come up now too. Yeah. Florida State. Florida and Florida State, which is, I mean, don't yeah. they play all the time? They yeah. play every year in football. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, ACC is just they're yeah. playing them. Do Florida and Miami? Yeah. Yeah, and then Miami's that'd be fun for this year. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, they're both awful. That's true. Yeah. Man, state rivalry. Mid on mid. Yeah, mid, 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 midder, midest. Mid, midder, and midest, and midest. Yep. Uh, what a what a wild game this will be tomorrow night. Vanderbilt at Texas A and M, eight thirty, SEC Network. Wow. America, please don't pay six ninety nine to watch that one game. <laughs> Got, uh, Georgia and South Carolina. So the four rejects of the SEC tomorrow night. I'll buy you a four for four. Don't watch that. Man. God, I just love the Yahoo Sports app. I didn't ask for the. Uh, Big East, man. Trying to find the SEC. Arkansas, Baylor, Kansas, Kentucky. Auburn plays. Auburn plays um, West Virginia at noon tomorrow. Who plays Kansas State? Florida. Uh, At 6 o'clock. No, they're going to get waxed. That's a bloodbath. Keontae Johnson against his former team. That's at Kansas State. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's a bloodbath. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be. What is it, Matthew? Uh, News Fest. Nah, snooze fest is Ole Miss at Oklahoma State at eight o'clock tomorrow night. <laughs> Kermit nine and eleven. I love you, Kermit. Nine. What, what's Oklahoma State? Eleven and nine. Ole Miss is nine and eleven. Kermit Davis, I love you, man. But come on, man. Just no going one, back to the borough. No one cares about Ole Miss basketball. It's the problem, though. So Kermit yeah. may even get another year after this. I mean, they have they probably have about the same number of fans in the stadium as we have in the studio. Four. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Stay with us. Overtime continues. More fan run radio on the way. So you're watching the
Back here on Overtime, Fan Run Radio. It is time to talk about some NFL football. We got three real games left and a Pro Bowl. Yeah. So, really, two real games this weekend. Pro Bowl does not count. No, I mean, three real games plus the Pro Bowl. Yeah, I don't count Pro Bowl as a game. No, it's, it's a joke. But, all in all, AFC Championship, NFC Championship, Bengals, Chiefs. Guys, I'm just going to call it like it is. I hate Jackson and Brittany Mahomes. I can't stand them. They are the worst kinds of people yeah, in Jackson, this world. Jackson Mahomes, man. I haven't heard from them this year, though. Good. They they started popping back up last week on my Twitter. Okay, oh, well, no. that, that changes it for me, man. Yeah, and I'm sure Patrick's a great guy, but... Hey, man, you, you got to control your family. Well, when you see Patrick and the way he carries himself... I mean, I'm not the biggest Chiefs fan in the world just because of the way they did Eric Berry. But Patrick Mahomes seems to at least carry himself in a decent fashion. It's literally tarnishing his image. It, Those two are. Well, I mean, that's part of the reason why I can't stand him is because of his brother and his wife slash fiance slash girlfriend, whatever she is, baby mama, whatever. Wife now. Wife. wife. Yeah, they have kids yeah. together. Okay. Yeah. Have, okay. Yeah, it's his well, wife. bottom line, you look at the way they act, and I don't know if you guys remember this from last year. Jackson Mahomes. When they went out to dinner, it was like him and a group of like 29 people. And they just stroll right into a restaurant unannounced, and they were like, we can't seat you. And then he throws the fit of, do you know who I am? No, do you know who my no. brother is? I, 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 don't know who I you thought you were going to bring up when he did a TikTok on a Sean Taylor's number. I thought you were going to bring up the uh, TikTok of how pouring champagne on people. Yep, spraying champagne. In like 10-degree weather? Yeah. yeah. I would have. Oh man, I would have thrown hands over that one. Yeah, I would have thrown a. I would have thrown good old souvenir coat just <laughs> yeah. right back in that box. Yeah, maybe a full water bottle, or two. Yeah, or three. Yeah. No, 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 Yep. No baby mama drama, no... No family drama. No brother drama. I love Joe Burrow. Yeah, I mean, I got the Bengals tomorrow. Sunday. Sunday. Whatever. Casual. Same thing. Days just run together. I mean, here's the thing. Jackson and Brittany must be stopped. Need they're not They're a, not good people. Need to sign an NDA or something, man. Just shut your mouth. Yep. Have you ever Please. seen the video of them at dinner and Patrick just looking at his food and yes. disgust? Yep. Have you seen? Well, there's a video of what like like Jackson and Brittany do like a TikTok and Jack. And yeah, Patrick they're like a like, Mexican restaurant. Somebody's eating like chips and salsa, and then she just crams the camera in his face, and he just looks like been through like a war. <laughs> <laughs> and he looks like he just got back from literally like World War Two. Just absolutely just not does not want to do anything with her. Jeez. There was a video of them at a, and I think a. Texas Tech basketball game. Yep. And he like told her like shut the shut the f up or yeah, something and stop being a b. And, and she had that face. Yeah, she had that face. Yeah. Well, he's like stop having an OBF or something. And that's when she did the face. Yeah. 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 So yeah, she seems like a wonderful human being. I'm sure, he's happy outside. <laughs> he probably stays at the facility for from 7 a.m. till 11 p.m. every day. <laughs> I would if I was him too. Uh, yeah, 366 days a year. Maybe that's why he's so good. Uh, stuck and locks himself in the facility. I mean, I would too. I think Chad Johnson used to sleep at the stadium, so I mean, Patrick Mahomes probably does too. 
Well, just sleep on the couch in the locker <laughs> yep. room. Yep. I mean, they have nice facilities. Why have a bed there for them? Probably have a better couch than what I got at mine. Part of his contract. Yeah, yep. I, need a, I need a room with a bed in it so I can get away from my wife. <laughs> <laughs> my zesty brother. <laughs> zesty. That's a good we word. couldn't have come up with a better word than zesty. I can't say any other words on that. <laughs> anyway, so. Well, way she goes, I guess. Yep. And then what's the other matchup? Eagles, 49ers. Yep. Eagles are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. At home. Chiefs are a one and a half point favorite. At home, obviously. Whoa. Nice. Bengals money line. Joe Burrow, what is his record? I think it's three, three and oh. Three and oh. Yeah, against Patrick. Yep. Hey man. Burrowhead Stadium. I saw that. Did you see that uh Cincinnati like mayor? Yeah, that was cringe. Yeah, they yeah, it was very cringe, but they called for so I didn't I didn't read I didn't so something about who day or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cringe. Yep. Thing is, Joe Burrow very respected in the city of Cincinnati and surrounding areas. He's from Ohio too. Yeah. Yeah. Went yep. to Ohio State. But And they try to claim him. Yeah, just like uh, Alabama claims Jalen Hurts. Yeah, that's that's seriously, that's what I was about to bring up too, because it's all over that social media that who claims Jalen Hurts is it Oklahoma or is it Alabama? Like we don't claim, and God forbid, but we don't claim JG anymore. We don't claim Henry Toto. No. We, we don't claim, claim Eric Gray, one anymore, Key Lawrence, nope. any of those guys. Nope. We don't claim Drew Pimbu. Victor Bailey. Who had 48 and 12. Yep. <laughs> yep. Victor Bailey, who's having a career year at George Mason. Justin Powell. DJ Burns. Derek Walker. Hmm. Tomba. Who's the guy? Daboon Jay. I wonder what Daboon uh, Jay Quinn Daboon Jay. Quinn Daboon Jay. BHH. Even though, I mean, what are they, like 2 and 18? Smokey the Dog Nation. I mean, I'll tell you this, man. Uh, Monmouth. This is a cool stat for you. Monmouth is the only team in the nation that has one win. Yeah. They can go one. If they lose <laughs> They're the one and 21 Yeah, right if they now. lose the next 10, they'll be one and 30. I guess what Daboon Jay is shooting from three. What? 38%. Where's he at? Eastern Carolina with uh, Mike Schwartz. How many minutes is he getting? Um, 18 a game. I was kind of surprised about that. Yeah. 18 a game, averaging seven and uh, – well, seven and one. But shooting 42% from the field and 38 from three, which is pretty good. Add him to the Barnes reject all-star team. That's pretty good considering he didn't touch the floor last year. First real year of playing college basketball. There's a lot of these guys that just – I don't know. I get so frustrated because it's guys that should be on the floor and they're not yeah. on the floor. His minutes are going up. He played 34 against Cincinnati, 35 against South Florida, 23 against Temple, 23 against Tulsa. So he almost played the entire game against South Florida. Had 18 points. That's a very interesting stat. Very, very interesting. So you're starting five for your Barnes reject team. DJ Burns. Drew Pember. Drew Pember, Justin Powell, Victor Bailey. That's four, right? Yeah. Need I need a point, a point guard. guard. Need a point guard. Who's a reject point guard? Well, BJ, BJ after this year. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get John in here next. Good evening, John. How you guys doing? Pretty good, man. Good, good. Um, 
I just like got in the car and I heard you. We don't claim them. I'm assuming you guys are talking about the uh, Jalen Hurts and Alabama thing. Talking about that and how Ohio State tries to claim Joe Burrow. <laughs> I have had a very fun weekend, just or week, I guess, trolling Alabama fans on Twitter. And oh, and they're not having it. They're like, oh, we claim Jalen Hurts. He's a Bama. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, why, why did he leave? Yeah, why did he leave? It's been a lot of fun. I saw something they, they put out. And I was like, uh, uh, this has been put out by Oklahoma. You want me to send it to them so they can put it out themselves? Uh-oh, but it's been a lot of fun. I just wanted to call in and chime in. It's a lot of fun, and uh, I, I guess it's my goal to personally piss off every Alabama fan all over the world at some point. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. I mean, yeah. October 15th of this year did a number on them. All you have to do is bring up 52 to 49, and they are in shambles. <laughs> they are not having it. They are throwing childlike temper tantrums. Yeah, but I just, uh, like I said, I just got in the car and I heard you guys talking about that. And I thought, well, I'll call in and tell them it's been a fun, fun week trolling those guys all week long about that stuff. Absolutely. Appreciate the phone call, John. See you, bud. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a long list of those guys where they transfer out. Their school that they transferred from tries to claim them. I mean, that'd be like I was trying to claim Drew Pember. Like you just said. I mean, let's say this. Who claims Tate Boytel? No one. Exactly. Literally nobody. I'm saying, like, if he was good in the NFL, who would claim him? There's, like, four <laughs> different schools he went to. See, who all was it? Ohio State. There was Ohio State. Miami. There was Miami. Well, UNLV. He was committed to Texas A&M, He too. was committed to Texas A&M. UNLV. Um, Wasn't he committed to USC at some point? Probably. Probably, yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure this guy has been associated with – like seven different teams. I think you're yeah. spot on. It. He played for a different team every year. And I mean, you could tell, like, when he went to Miami and they tried to move him to wide receiver. Yeah, he wasn't having it. No, I mean, you could see that. That was evident in the Florida game when they played in Orlando. Look at uh, JT. I saw a TikTok of JT Daniels uh, working out at Rice now. Yeah. Went from USC to Georgia to West Virginia, now Rice. Who claims him? No one. I don't know. It's kind of crazy because he was up last year when we played them here. He was uh, on the bench. They had moved on to Stetson Bennett, but. You go from that to Rice, yeah, in the span of a year. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I mean, I guess he wanted to play immediately, but how was this year at West Virginia? Not great. I think he got hurt again. Yeah, uh, it wasn't wasn't great by yeah. any means. So, I mean, I mean, that's become the SEC reject school, West Virginia. Uh, Will Greer. Yeah. Well, Nebraska is becoming Georgia transfer merchants. They got. Darn or not Darnell Washington, the other one, Arik Gilbert, yep, and an offensive lineman from them. So I don't even Gilbert. know. Man. So who, so who claims? Uh, since Trey Sanders went to TCU and he goes to the league, is he be TCU or Bama again? Yeah, well, it's gotta be if, TCU. Yeah, if he just pops off and rushes for like fifteen hundred yards and twenty touchdowns, and Bama's gonna try to claim him. That's that's a weird one. That's a weird one. Um. Would USC try to claim Brew McCoy? What would USC claim Jordan Addison? They would claim him. Yep. Pitt doesn't want anything to do with him after the way that panned out. Yeah. Pitt gave him ugly. the launching board, though. Yep. They did. But then look at how they treated Pitt after he left with his family showing up in USC gear to move his stuff out. Nice. Low down. Pretty low down. Stay with us. Hour number two of overtime coming up right here on Fan Run Radio. <laughs> 